This content is suitable for curious and objective listeners and viewers only. User discretion is advised. You know, they say if you don't know where you come from, you don't know where you go. For the future. And the guy talks about selling knives. Selling knives. Why are you talking about selling knives? Well, it's a sales opportunity, and he wanted to be in sales. And in order to be in sales, you have to sell something. You have to sell. And he's going to give you a little bit of his career path. And Charles, thank you for coming back. You're going to have the mic. But for me as a, as a faculty member to have David come back, have Charles just stop by yesterday, we get into a conversation, today he's speaking to you, that shows what Gators do for Gators. So again, thank you for being here today and please share your story. Okay. I'm not quite versed on how to use these. It's peer pressure, a lot of pressure right now. Okay. Hello? Oh, okay, so the, there's no like voice changing. Anyway. All right, cool. All right, thank you all for having me. This is a unique experience considering I'm not someone coming back and saying, hey, I'm making a million dollars or six figures or anything like that. Right now, I'm actually at FSU, right now, finishing my degree and my master's in sports management. So it's not even like I'm coming back balling. I'm just coming back like a hardworking student like everyone else. The reason why I came back is just to stress the importance of the resume and how your resume can dictate your future and how it's, it's flexible. It's a, it's a living, breathing organism. And to give you an instance, uh, who comes into college wanting to work in sport in this class? Because not everyone here is for this, at this major. Who's wants to work in sport? How many of you have a, a serious connection right now that you can go to and say, give me a job in a certain sports organization? That you feel confident, 100% got you. Yeah, that's, and like, 100%, like, for sure, they got you. 100% into uh, NFL, NBA, high D1 college, they can get you there. 100%, you feel confident in that. Yeah, that's what gets real, right? So, what I'm coming here to stress is that I'm the same way. I didn't come into college, I didn't have no connections, I didn't really know anyone. Even when I came here, I came here as a graduate student. My first years was at UCF. And I remember I first applied here, and I had no experience in my resume. I just had a work-study job and, like, food stamps. Like, I thought I was, all right, kind of unique. Let me apply to UF. They got to let me in because I'm different. So, all right, let's go. Didn't get in. Worked all summer to Dr. DeMichael's, what he said was, I worked in a sales job selling knives. Wasn't confident in it. I just knew if I couldn't do this, I couldn't work in sports. This was my test. Either step on the pie and get burned by it, or I step in the pot and realize, oh, I can cook with this. So went in, everyone went against me and, and my family because they want to keep you safe. You know, your kid, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, did really well with it. And then I realized, all right, in order to get places, you got to have experience and you got to have credible experience. It's one thing to say I had a job. What kind of job did you actually have? What did you actually do? When they ask you interview questions, can you tell a story? Can you give me an instance when? Can you tell me a scenario when? What would you do if you're placed in this scenario or that situation? The person that you know just gets you to the interview. At that point, it's up to you. So I say that to say this. I've been working throughout college. And like I said, I came here with no connections. But what I did takes 
hard, but you got to just come up to people. I went to Dr. DeMichael. I was like, hey, I want to work in sport. I want to be a sports agent. Everyone says you want to be a sports agent, but I actually want to be it. I'm actually doing sales presentations right now, talking to families, talking to parents, networking, getting numbers, selling merchandise, getting referrals, getting my reputation up. I'm actually work making real strides towards it. I want to do this. That's when he, the, the talk he's referring to because I didn't want to be quiet. I, no, I'm, I want it because at the end of the day, you have to go get it. If you're not going to go get it, someone else is. It's interesting. It took me moving. I lived in Sumter, South Carolina, uh, Podunk Town, nothing there. I come from South Florida, and I ran a business there at 19 years old, not knowing what I was doing, living in a one-bedroom, like, by myself, just trying to teach kids how to sell cutlery, run a business, train receptionists, pay my rent, put food on my table, pay my receptionist weekly, pay my staff, have meetings, run interviews, run trainings. Of course, I didn't do amazing at it, but I did it. Now I can talk about it. That's what sports is. Sports entertainment, did you do it? And can you talk about it? If you can do those two things, you're good. That's all you want to know It's your stories. No one cares about your GPA. I don't put my GPA. I graduated here with a 2.9. I, I came here and just started immediately partying and talking to people. That's it. 2.9. I, I was a 3.5 to 2.9. Like, I didn't really care about school because at that point, I already worked so much, I realized they don't even care about my grades, to be real about it. They don't. I got a full ride at FSU. I got all my graduate admissions applications accepted. But FSU and LSU gave me money, so it came down to them too. But all because my experience. In our industry, if you really want to be in sports, you really want to be in entertainment, you really want to make a lot of money, you really want to have a, a big impact, you got to experience stuff. you got to fail. When I first started sales, I was stuttering. Um, I'm introverted. Like, I'm, I don't tell people what I do. I don't post this and that. Like, I'm more low-key, like, but in the business sense, then I'm facing, you know, then I'm out there because that's business. I didn't come from a lot, but what we don't realize is that this is what you make it. Everything's what you make it, and it can all change on the instant. As soon as you want to change it, it changes. But if you have the dedicated plan and you know what you want to do, you have a passion for it, all you got to do is stay in the same realm. Like, I worked as a physician consultant. I sold corporate partnerships. I'm going to MSG right now in the fall, so next month to work in the corporate partnership program, all because of networking with my internship coordinator. If you're a sports management and you don't know Craig Schmidt, you're slacking. If you're not cool with him, I, to be honest, like I play the game. Like I'm cool with my teachers on purpose. I come I come here to meet him on purpose. And I just, I mean, now he wants me to talk about it. But it's like, yeah, we're cool, but you got to network, right? We have friends, we have best friends, then we have acquaintances, we have associates. It's an acquaintance or an associate. We're cool, we're cordial, but he's not telling me anything personal. I'm not telling him anything personal. So when we see each other, hey, it's all good, and then move about, move along. Do you have something for me, or can I provide value to you? That's how the real world works. And you learn that by learning and messing up. Like It takes a thousand times to even think you know something. Sometimes, I honestly, you start something, you, you didn't realize how good you're at it. That's what me and sales. I didn't realize, oh, I can actually do this. And I can actually make some money out of it. I can actually enhance myself. You know, I always suggest a sales something before undergrad because sales puts you in life. It's just life scenarios. You know, at the end of the day, when you go work for someone or run your own thing, when you have employees or you are an employee, it's all about likability. If I like you, I'm going to work with you. If I don't like you, I'm not going to work with you.
it doesn't matter how great you are because sometimes you're not worth the headache. The money is not always worth the headache. Not everyone that runs a business is set to make a profit. Some people just want to live to their means, and that's it. You know. But then, then, then again, you also realize we always want to say this or that or that or this. We always want to compare. At the end of the day, we're all unique. We're all individuals. We're our own thing. We think because we like to assume a lot. We're always assuming since you fit this scenario, this stereotype, or this look, or that profile, you must do this and this action. It is hard work. I've been working for seven years. I take two years off, two gap years, just to work and gain experience. I chose, I can always graduate, but then what? Because at the end of the day, if you're smart as heck but no experience, then you're going to be the low, the low-run position anyway. You just kind of have a degree with it. I'm like, I'm going to do this while I have a degree. And then when I graduate, I've already done the low-run position, so you can't put me there anymore. Now you got to put me at least, maybe with the player's level. Like, you got to at least come to me with something. Because I've already done all that, and I've exceeded at that. I've excelled. I have, rep- I have people that are vouching me. But it's, it's just an impromptu talk on the importance of putting yourself out there and your resume being flexible. And it, your resume determines where you're going to go. At the end of the day, it's that piece of paper. That's going to de- not your grades, not the classes. It's your grades and your relationship. I mean, your experience and your relationships. Your experience and relationships. Because when you apply for a big-time position, yeah, they're going to want to see what you've done, but they're also going to want to talk to who can vouch for you and say you've actually done this. Who can you, who can you call right now and say, hey, you can talk to, you know, Mr. Johnson. Did an amazing job. I mean, you know, I can talk to Mr. Johnson. You can talk to Dr. Goldstein, and you can talk to Susie. They can all vouch for me in different separate roles and say exactly what I did and what I brought to the table and how I did it. So, yeah, I guess if you have any questions or scenarios or you want to go over some stuff, yeah, I put myself out there. Uh, but if you want to talk about different scenarios or things you're weighing. Some affirmation. Yes. Yeah. Great question. Uh, so he asked if I took did I take my gap year intentionally, and I would say yes, I did take it intentionally because I realized what are they going to say if you're going to ask for a lot of money? Oh, like I got I looked at it from their standpoint of if he's going to come in and say he's you know give you an instance uh, the Sean McVay if he's going to be the Sean McVay of this industry basically very young, asking for a lot. Why? So I realized at 21, if I say I graduated in three years and I had no real experience, I have great grades, and I have a couple of teacher recs, that's not going to get the job done. So I realized, let me take a step back, work and gain a multitude of situational experience and then go back to school. And then while I'm in school, continue to work, and now that I've established it for a year, now I know, I can, okay, I can take a month off and look for a certain type of job this way. Like, I came to FSU, I worked for a year as a position consultant, I bought myself a car, and then I realized, all right, so when I go back to school, I can work, you know, a BS sports job, you know, get another one of those scrub jobs out the way, I can do Uber part-time, and I can make money and then get experience at the same time. So, you can, like, basically... You know, I did take it intentionally, but I planned it out. and I planned not necessarily the job, but the type of experience I wanted to get. And that's why I would say focus on it in your gap year. Don't focus on the job. Focus on the type of experience. Because let's say I want to be an agent. 
basically as a physician consultant, I was an agent. I would talk to doctors and get them to go from this state to go to that state and we cover their, you know, credentialing and insurance and licenses. So it's, you know, the same type of experience. And like I said, I knew I wanted to be an agent. So I was putting myself in this scenario. I'm like, all right, well, I know as an agent, I'm going to talk to parents and kids and strangers and trying to get business and referrals. So I'm like, this is like a simulation course. So I was just like, they had a good pitch. It was like $15 starting pay. And they like said some scholarship stuff. And I was just like, why not? Let, let me see. Let me see if I could do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, exactly. It's it's to your point. It's, it's challenging, but kind of cool. Like, for me, it gave me all the stuff I wanted. Like, remember that the first summer I did, the next summer, I had a whole sleeve. I was like, all right, cool. Bought a PlayStation. Um, and I still had, like, four grand saved up. So I was just like, damn, this is kind of dope. And, I, and then when they said, you have a chance to run your own office, I'm like, being at my age and to have this experience, like, most of the jobs I want or internships that I want, like, I know I'm at least going to get an interview because I put myself through the ringer. And what's crazy about that job is, like, when I did it, it was stigmas and stereotypes. And now, fast forward five years later, now it's one of the top ten jobs that, you know, companies look at because they know, like, you can withstand that and the, the rejection and the nose and handling objections and reading a script and, taking and making phone calls because that's what you start out doing at most jobs is you take and you make phone calls and that's a grind if you want to be in sales you're always going to be inside taking and making phone calls or you're going to be outside driving to get business out of nowhere so it's like do you want to start that after you got a degree and have debt or before while you're incurring debt and seeking how I positioned it in my head, and I was, to me, it made sense to do it now, make mistakes, and say, hey, oh, I'm just an undergraduate student, or I'm just a master's student, I don't really know anything, as opposed to, oh, you have a degree, so now you're assuming more, and you don't have the, the time to F up or make mistakes, you know, right now is our time to make mistakes, you know, take advantage of this opportunity, like, we're adults, but we're not adults, we don't have any real responsibilities, not all of us, some of us do. Like, 10% of us in this class do have real responsibilities, are paying your bills, do have a job. But the majority is just go to school and get good grades. But that concept is outdated. It's, it's 2019. Robots are taking people's jobs. So now you have to get good grades and network and work and get experience. Or have really good connections that you really trust and have built a relationship with that you know without a doubt uh, can, you know, have your back in that certain situations because when people get down to business, friends is out the way, best friend is out the way, husband and wife is out the way, um, BFF since third grade is out the way. It's, it's a capitalistic country and society and it's money, it's opportunity, and everyone wants it. So what are you going to do? Because you might think, oh, well, no one's around me is doing it, so... I could be cool not doing it, but we're just one classroom. There's hundreds of schools, thousands of students, and millions of people. 
everyone somewhere is getting to it. So what are you going to do? Kind of my motto. Yeah. A senior that's worked or hasn't worked? If I was, let's say I was a senior who hasn't worked, hasn't really done anything. Like, let's say you listen to this talk and you're a senior who hasn't really done anything. Like, damn, like, effed up. Like, damn, I didn't really know it was that serious. I would say, well, start today. You have a whole four months. Like, I'm starting my job in September to December. You have a whole four months to bring value, to do something of value, and to still meet people. It takes but one day, but one interaction. You know, a lot of times, you know, lack of action is, is the only thing that's stopping us. And it, we get in our head with it. Like, if I don't start now, or I started too late, or am I starting too early, or am I starting the right thing? It doesn't matter. Just start it. You don't know. You like to assume so much, but you don't even know. So you just got to do it. If I was a senior that has been gaining experience like me, like the one that's like, oh, damn, this is affirmation. Like, I knew I've been on it, and. Um, you know, on it, I'm doing the right things, and I've worked, and I've done this and that, keep on it. It's, it's sports. Opportunities open up quick, and they close quick, and then they come, and then something happens, and then it's fired, and then it's not, because, for instance, uh, with CAA, I don't know if you know, that's a pretty big agency, and I, I got in through a random connection I met five years ago at an Ivy League party, of all things, like, that just remembered me, and at like CAA, she was telling me the process is you literally have to have someone go in the meeting and vouch for you in front of like executives just for an internship there, you know. So like I said, it comes down to who can really vouch. And this dude had no idea who I was, and it was this girl's boyfriend literally vouching for me. Doesn't even know who I am, but off the relationship I have through that young lady who I met, I couldn't even tell you because I was lit, but. It's like that, you know, it made a good relationship, and it worked, and it was something that was solid, because, you know, I had my other friend who made him been friends since high school, and he vouched for me, you know, so it, you never know. It's one random weekend in New Hampshire, like, that got me almost to my dream job, and got me one step closer, and I didn't get an automated email. I got, like, a apply again, so one step closer, and that's seven years in the making. You know, so it takes time. It's not it's not built overnight. But let's say you haven't started, you can keep you can start building right now. Four months is a lot of time. What happens with the job that you do in the sports in the sports department, selling tickets, some volunteer work leads to an opportunity. That's how it works in sports. Everything leads to something else. It's all like a build up. It's like a song with the basis of our job. It's like the build up, the build up, the build up, build up to the boom, the drop. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All of that is relationship building. My my cousin, he's degreeless, right? So he doesn't have a degree like you all, but through working in like hotel like guest services to realizing they're like, all right, he kind of good looking, he could talk a little bit, and then he has promotional experience to letting him like run a hotel and do the marketing side of that, but. I just took getting in. You gotta get in first. I'd rather get in in something and then you can move around. You know, that's how sports is. Once you can get in and solidify yourself as working with the big dogs, then the big dogs just, all right, you can go from here and then you can bounce there and then bounce there and, and be flexible. Like at FSU, I was able to work in the sports media um, 
selling corporate partnerships. So when they hear like the, for instance, the Camping World game featuring UF and UM, I was on a department that we had salesmen that would sell Camping World worldwide. Like, hey, the game rights to this stadium uh, to ha- to host to, like have the name under your under your banner is one hundred fifty thousand. They'll come with that. Then they'll be like, before every major timeout, we'll have your banners flying around campus. I mean, flying around the stadium. You're gonna have your own tailgate section. You're gonna get eight tickets in the super VIP. You're gonna get a tour of the UF locker room, the UM locker room. So I work out those type of deals because, like I said, I like sales, I like marketing, I like the branding aspect. But I came into FSU not knowing anyone, and like I said, really become cool with your internship coordinators because they always have opportunities. Like the opportunity was just thrown out there. They hired one person. That was me. Like. A lot of sports opportunities, especially really good ones, is always one. Like CAA, they hired one person. They had three offices, they hired one person. I was so mad, you know. But that's how it is with sports. If you really want to work with the best of the best, like people don't get a chance to tell you the insight. They keep it to themselves. But to work with the best of the best, it's like you really have to have experience and can tell stories and also have someone to vouch for you. And then, you know, someone writes your paper and then, like, follow up, and then write them a thank you email. It's the little stuff. That's what the trick. Like, if I didn't see Dr. DeMichael, uh, I was going to just leave him a, a letter. I wrote a letter. I was going to leave it to him. Like, hey, you know, I don't know if you remember me or anything, but just want to say hi, stopping by, hope all is well. If you had any agency hookups, let me know. But you got to do stuff like that, you know? Because it's, it's, he would, if he had one, he would have told me. Like, I remember when I was, wanted to work with the agency, I remember I uh, went and talked to him, and he's like, yeah, I mentioned this guy at this firm, like, and he's like, you can use my name, and most people say, mention, talk, ask to speak to so-and-so, they're like, but don't mention my name, you know, like, hey, I know the person, but don't really say, I, you, you got it for me, but he actually, you know, said, like, you can mention my name, so that's a big part of it, sports and entertainment, hospitality and management, like, you got to keep shooting going to get a lot of rejections trust me and it's not even personal it's just business as they say all the cliche you know it's not personal it's just business but that's that's sport that's entertainment that's hospitality that's the nature of it it's work your so work your way in a position where they can't deny you that's how you gotta look at it you know put yourself in a position where they just can't deny you like for instance i use linkedin i just got a message from this guy and he wouldn't put me in an account executive role and like I said, I'm like, I'm going to do all this basic job, so when I graduate, you can't tell me that. And I remember I replied to him, like, I appreciate you noticing my hard work. And I'm like, when I get my master's in December, I'm only considering sales manager jobs. And he immediately called me, like, a couple minutes after. And I didn't answer it because I wasn't in the mind frame of yes, serious. But over a course of exchange of emails, I had a 10 a.m. meeting with him. You know, um, over the phone, a phone interview and whatnot. And he's like, yeah, you know, keep us in mind. And in a couple months, when something opens up, I'm going to reach out to you. So it's like, you can do the work now or later. You still got to do the work to get the goal. I'll take a picture of you, too. 
Generational Sports Partnerships and Productions appreciates you viewing and or listening to this original content series. Let this empower you towards positive action. Now let's be great.